TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Into the afternoon on a Wednesday. John Grayson here with you. Hi. <laughs> Jamie Monticelli continues her vacation. She'll be back with us on Monday. And do want to let you know that, again, Coats for Kids is still ongoing. We were going to wrap it up last Friday, but we're still way shy of where we need to be for 2023 and into the winter of 2024 uh, to make sure that we get coats on all of Kansas City's kids who need them. That's where you come in. Your donations will still be accepted uh, through the holidays. So if you haven't yet... Remember, I mean, it doesn't take much. $100 will buy four coats. That'll keep four kids warm over the entire winter. Uh, we also have, I mean, you know, if you can donate less than that, donate less than that. $25 will buy a coat. I mean, you can do the math. 50 will buy two. So even if you can't do the $25, anything you can give, we can put that together with other people's donations and make sure that we get to our goal. As of Monday, we were still about $10,000 short, but we feel like we can make that up with your help between now and uh, the end of the holiday season. So please do. Go to KMBZ.com, click the link right there at the top of the page, and donate to Coats for Kids. It's easy, it's quick, it's it's very secure. We've never had a problem, and uh, our friends at Pinnacle Bank have uh, helped us out a lot on that end as well. And, yeah, you make your donation. You can also make a uh, an automatic donation by texting KMBZ Coats, all one word, to 44321. And that just comes right out, and, and you're good to go. So if you can do that, please do as we continue our effort for Coats for Kids and, uh, yeah, trying to do what we can to make sure we help out. Remember, every dollar you donate stays right here. This is all a, a very much Kansas City-centric effort. Uh, it's all about the Metro and keeping kids warm throughout the course of the winter. So donate if you can, please, and thank you. Also, a quick shout-out. Uh, want to recognize a young man by the name of Dylan Dunn, who is the quarterback of Blue Valley Southwest's football team. Uh, Blue Valley Southwest, by the way, did very, very well this year. Uh, Dylan Dunn has won the 2023 Simone Award, which recognizes the top football player in the Kansas City area. So congratulations, Dylan Dunn. Way to go. Apparently a very, very talented young man. So we'll be watching for him in the future as well. And uh, Colin, did you show me that a, a receiver from the same school was also recognized? Yeah, I'll go on it. Yeah, this is my team. Uh, I know I haven't said it before on the air. <laughs> these are the guys um, you coach. Okay. These are my players. Yes, this is my team. I know I've said I, I coach in the Blue Valley District. I just was hesitant to say it, you know, over, just over the air for, for safety. Not, not sure. that I cared that anybody knew where I coached. I just didn't want people showing up to the high school, you know, <laughs> go, weirdos. You're you know? that dude. Yeah, yeah right. you're that guy from the radio that coaches <laughs> at the state. Yeah, no. Um, so I'm not from Kansas City. 
originally, I did not know the significance of the Simone Awards, and I assume, assuming, the people listening do know uh, if they're... Well, somebody corrected me on my pronunciations on the text line already, so yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so they the, do. Simone, the Simone Awards um, my, my, my are, apologies. are a really big deal, and that's that's where I was. The first, that's why Zant was filling in um, the first hour, hour or two this morning, is, is I was at that award ceremony for Dylan. Um, and then, yes, the Otis Taylor Award goes to the best receiver in the KC Metro, and that went to Alex Parks, who is another Southwest receiver, one of my players, yes. Outstanding. That's great. So tell us about Dylan Dunn. I mean, in addition uh-huh. to being a great football player, tell us uh, about it. I think he had about 3,700 yards this year. Wow. He was 100, 140 yards away from the state record. Um, this season, if we if we would have played one more game, we probably would have gotten it. Um, he had 47 passing touchdowns and he completed 73% of his passes this year. Unbelievable. And then on top of that, Alex parks, yeah. uh, 83 catches, 1300 receiving yards, uh, 20 receiving touchdowns. And then in totally at over 1800 all purpose yards. And I think 23 total touchdowns. That's like an average of 15 or 16 yards a catch. Yeah. That's huge. (laughs) Yeah. And we played uh, 12 games. Wow. They did all this in 12 games. I, that's absolutely unbelievable. Yeah. In, in what some might call the best uh, football league conference in the in the Eastern Kansas League here in the state of Kansas. And this is what I was curious about. Apparently the text line's all over this as well because uh, we got a texter who said Dylan Dunn is also a really good kid. That doesn't surprise me. I mean, that kind of success usually follows kids who really have a, a, a good head on their shoulders. And that's what I was kind of asking about. I mean, about him personally. Is he just, is he just that good a guy? But, I mean, both of them. Yeah, I I, I know wish I had like a camera on me because I can't stop smiling just talking yeah, about know, these I kids. See that, yeah, um, yeah, they mean a lot, and they're both really good kids, and I'm I'm really happy for them. I'm trying not to like get emotional about, it, but it's 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 tough ending a season the way that that it ended for us. Um, a last second touchdown, literally no time on the clock, and, yeah. and you lose a game by a point. Um, and that's tough, and I know how much work and how much effort went in, not just this year, but last year, the year before. Just ever since they they came in, uh, came into the program, came into the school, and just wanted to have success, and they really wanted to be really good. And I'm I'm glad that, you know, kids that not only are really good kids, but do things the right way and continue to do them the right way. That's great. Um, and lead by example for the for the younger kids coming in, I think is something really special that you don't see um, in a lot of younger uh, high school athletes. You know, a lot of kids I think tend to be more immature, uh, especially at that. And I think it's just an age thing. I think as you grow, um, you tend to get more mature. But it's it's very rare that you see someone that has that maturity and that level of understanding of where he's at. Um, I hope this isn't this a, age. I hope this isn't a dumb question. He's senior, senior, yes. And to the text line, yes, he is the son of former K State quarterback Mark Dunn. Yes. Oh, okay. And, and do do we know has he committed anywhere yet, or does has that not happened yet? No, I I am hoping he gets a few more offers. He he doesn't have a lot, um, which is amazing with those kinds of numbers. Right. You would I I expect he will be playing ball at the next level. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's 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 hard to put into words how special you know both of those guys are because one one of them couldn't have done it without the other, um, and ultimately, and they both said this in their speeches this morning that you know it's it's a team thing they couldn't have done it without the the coaching staff the other players around them and 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 um, 
everything that went into making this season as special as it was. That's great. That's great. So. And again, congratulations to everybody involved. You included in that, by the way. So so you're saying losing a game in the last couple of seconds can be really heartbreaking? That's good to know. I, I don't know anything about that. Two, three, four. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How, much, how much dead silence can oh. I leave on there? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I know. I mean, we, yeah, yeah, that game was was live streaming, and I was just I was watching it, and it was heartbroken yeah. for you. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah the, I mean, ultimately, you know, the team that we lost ended up winning the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, a if, week later. If so you got to lose, that, you lose know. to the best. Yeah. No doubt. All right. Uh, good deal. Again, congratulations. Yes, congrats to them. Congrats to them. Congratulations yeah. to them and to the entire uh, uh, to the entire program there. Yeah. Um, and and to you as well. Again, Blue Valley Southwest, Dylan Dunn, the 2023 Simone Award winner. And, uh, yeah, great news. Always good to see when somebody that has some kind of connection to the program ends up doing well. We'll take a brief time out on that. Got a whole bunch of news to uh, toss in your direction. And, by the way, one of the things we'll get into here just a little while from now is you remember the story about the, the airline pilot who was deadheading on a flight, an Alaska Airlines flight, and was taking mushrooms, like psilocybin mushrooms, and tried to crash the plane. Yeah, there's movement on that story. And take my word for it. If you haven't heard it yet, you're not going to like it. Stay with us. John Grayson here with you on 98.1 KMBZ. 98.1 KMBZ. John Grayson with you. Jamie Monticelli out on vacation as the midday show rolls on. Um, you know how <laughs> you know how every so often you, you'll be watching a story and then a defense attorney will come out and say something that makes you want to smack him across the face? Okay, this is one of those stories, and this comes to us, as we said, out of that story that uh, earlier, I was going to say earlier this year, it was like a month ago, it seems like, where there was an Alaska Airlines flight, and they had in the cockpit the, the pilot and co-pilot, like you always do, and then there was another guy who was also an Alaska Airlines pilot, but he was not working on the flight. He wasn't flying. He was just there deadheading to another destination where he was going to fly another plane. And on the way there, he freaked out. They didn't know why. The, the pilot who was deadheading, he freaked out and tried to take the plane down out of the sky. He grabbed a pair of what are called fire suppression handles. And what that is, and aviation people, I'm sure, are going to laugh at this description. I'm sure it's overly simplified. But if you have an engine that's overheating or catching on fire, you grab one of those handles and yank and the fire suppression system goes on, puts the fire out, and shuts the engine off. Well, it was a two-engine plane. He grabbed both of them and was trying to pull the handles to start the fire suppression system on both engines. Now, I'm sure I don't need to explain to you what happens on a jet when you shut down both engines. It falls out of the sky and everybody dies. Thankfully, that didn't happen. Because the pilot and co-pilot who were there in the cockpit with him, when he started freaking out and grabbed the fire suppression handles, one in each hand, they wrestled him away from them. So he never he never got to pull the handles. He didn't shut the engines off. Everything was fine. And they eventually got him under control. And I think they, they took him out of the cockpit and had him cuffed in the back, if I remember the story right. Well, he was arrested after that, as you might imagine. And charged with 83 counts of attempted murder because that's how many people were on the plane. Those 83 charges of attempted murder have now been dropped. That doesn't mean he's walking away free, but the charges against him have gone down 
to a ridiculously low level. Here's what we have now. Instead of now, he may very well be acquitted. I mean, we we don't know what a jury is going to do with all of this. It's also important to note here, by the way, that he that this was a grand jury decision. This was not a decision on the part of the prosecutors. So they handed this case to a grand jury and said, here's what we want to charge him with. What do you think? And they came back with a no true bill on the 83 counts of attempted murder. What they've given him instead is 83 misdemeanor counts of recklessly endangering another person, plus one count of first-degree endangering an aircraft, which is, I've never heard this term before, but they describe it as a minor felony. So they took 83 counts of attempted murder, which, as you might imagine, is not a minor felony, and took it down to one count of endangering an aircraft and 83 misdemeanor counts of recklessly endangering another person. I don't know... What went into this decision on the part of the grand jury to come back with a no true bill on the attempted murder counts? Because, listen, if you're on an airplane and there's 83 other people on there and you try and crash it, to me, you just committed 83 counts of attempted murder. But apparently the jury, the grand jury didn't see it that way. He'll go to trial eventually, unless they settle, uh, or not settle, but unless they, they do some kind of plea agreement, which wouldn't surprise me. Um, he'll go to trial on the other counts, but that's when the defense attorney comes into the story. Because as we're sitting here trying to uh, to piece together how it is that a grand jury could see the facts in this case, see how close this guy was to taking that plane out of the sky and killing everybody aboard and say, nah. In steps defense attorney Noah Horst, who in a statement said that the guy, the, the I mean, we know now that he was on mushrooms, that he was taking, he had taken magic mushrooms before the flight, which is a brilliant move, by the way, especially considering he was going somewhere else to fly another plane. Um, but he said, Captain Emerson never intended to hurt another person or put anyone at risk. He just wanted to return home to his wife and children. What? I, I'm sorry, what, what now? He wanted to return home to his wife and children. What, in a bag? I, I, how, look, I, I get the, the adversarial system. I get that if you're a defense attorney, your job is to give the most, uh, the strongest defense you possibly can to your client. That's your job. And it needs to be that way. I'm fine with that. But when you're making a statement after a grand jury decision like this, those rules do not apply. Now, he still has a job to do, potentially, working out some kind of plea agreement or taking this this case to trial. But you didn't need to say anything. And when you come out after what this guy did and say he never intended to hurt another person, what did he think was going to happen when he pulled those handles? How how can anybody with a straight face look us in the eye and say that guy who tried to crash that plane didn't intend to hurt anybody? I don't care if he's on mushrooms or not. Now, granted, I've never taken magic mushrooms. Uh, I've done a lot of things in my life. That's not one of them. Psilocybin is you know not one that I've ever uh, put inside my body. So I don't know what they do to you, but 
according to the defense attorney, he said that he was in a dreamlike state. And he, Captain Emerson, the guy who tried to crash the plane, allegedly, said he was in a dreamlike state after taking the magic mushrooms and that uh, he thought he was dreaming and that by pulling those handles, he would wake himself up out of the dream. Yeah, don't care. Um, Even if that's true, don't care. Doesn't matter what he thought. What matters is what he was about to do. And what he was about to do was kill 83 people. So I I just, <laughs> I, I don't see, first of all, I mean, this guy must be the, the greatest lawyer in the history of mankind for him to be able to sell to a grand jury that this was not attempted murder. But, the, I mean, the fact that they bought it just a- absolutely boggles my mind um, that they went, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, I can see that. Well, he was on magic mushrooms. Because, I mean, silly me, uh, wasn't it his decision to take the magic mushrooms before he got on the plane? So in terms of responsibility, his state of mind at the time really doesn't much matter to me. Um, And saying that he didn't intend to hurt anybody when he had those fire suppression handles that would have crashed the plane in his hands also makes it mean very little to me that he didn't really have a good grip on reality at the moment because the reason he didn't have a good grip on reality was also his fault. Silly me, but, you know, just had to get that one out there. In case you were looking for something to really get angry about today, you're welcome. Uh, Coming up after the bottom of the hour, we'll tell you about Taco Bell's got some things that they're doing. They're actually bringing back an old menu item, and no, it's not the one you want. But we'll tell you what it is in just a couple and plenty more to come. If you want to jump in and do some talking with us, 913-586-7798. 913-586-7798. John Grayson here with you, sharing Wednesday on 98.1 KMBZ. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It's better here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. 1232 now. John Grayson here with you. Uh, a couple of you on the text line. We'll we'll wrap the conversation about the pilot here in just a second uh, with this, that a couple of you on the text line are getting much closer to the point than I was able to in a much more succinct fashion. So thank you for that. Effectively saying, 
okay, yeah, as far as dropping the attempted murder charges, he made himself a loaded gun. When he decided to take those mushrooms and go into the cockpit, those were both conscious decisions on his part. What happened after that is kind of immaterial. Uh, I mean, you know, once he freaked out and, and tried to kill everybody on board the plane because he put himself in a situation where he became extremely dangerous. In fact, one of you likened it to a drunk driver. And I think that's a pretty good comparison. Um, if you're If you're a drunk driver and you go out and you cause a wreck and somebody dies... You don't get to say, well, yeah, but I mean, I was drunk, so I, I really wasn't in control. You can't really punish me for it, can you? Yeah, yeah, they can, and they will. So in this case, uh, almost killing 83 people, no attempted murder charge because, well, you know, he didn't really know what he was doing. Yahoo. I will never understand the law. 913-586-7798. And see, now you know why I could never be a lawyer. That and, you know, that whole getting through law school thing. <laughs> there's Yeah, well, there's that, too. Uh, by the way, real quick here, and I, I know this is not something we're going to necessarily take phone calls on, but in case you needed more of an indicator that most of us have no idea what's going on anywhere else in the world, check this out. Breaking news of uh, outside of the Insider paper out of Guyana. Guyana has lost contact with a military helicopter in the disputed Essequibo region that Venezuela is attempting to annex. Guyana's special report, uh, special forces rather, dispatched for search, according to reports. Um, if you just heard that and went, Venezuela is trying to annex part of Guyana? When did that happen? Yeah, uh, you're not alone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, not great, but I mean, it just goes to show once again, you know, things like uh, what we saw happen a little over a month ago that started off the conflict between Israel and Hamas in the Gaza. Uh, you know, the, we, we look at that stuff and we go, okay, we know that's, that's a volatile region of the world, but we really didn't see anything coming today. Well, yeah, and then you hear something like this happen and you think, how many of these little hotspots that we never, ever hear about are all over the world at any given moment, and we only bother to pay attention to them. And I put myself firmly in this category. I'm not picking on you. <laughs> I mean, Ricky, I didn't know either. So, yeah, I mean, this stuff has got to be going on all the time. And unless you are just big into reading international news a lot, which I'm not, then you're never going to know about this stuff until the war happens or until something like this goes down. Who knew there were tensions between Venezuela and Guyana? So apparently there are. You're welcome. We'll get to the phones if you want to jump in, 913-586-7798 to Brian in Liberty. Hello, Brian. Hey, what's up? Nothing. You I'm tell me. I'm wondering if the uh, dropping the charges from attempted murder down to whatever they are yeah. has something to do with the... Uh, if the lawyer acts that he has actually works for uh, Alaska Airlines, if they drop the charges down, will that have any significance on the uh, lawsuits that are going to come in from all the passengers on that plane? Yeah, it's a good question. I, I don't know the answer. My inclination would be to believe that they're two separate entities that, uh, you know, it may make it harder. It may make it harder for those lawsuits to be successful because you can't go into court and say, and the guy was charged with attempted murder. Uh, so, yeah, in that case, it could have some kind of effect. You're right. Well, and you, I mean, 
we don't know what's in the uh, pilot's contract that yeah. makes that has the uh, Alaska Airlines. They have to supply an attorney for the pilot. You know, I mean, there's a lot of variables there that, yeah, it's just it's very questionable in my in my mind. Yeah, you got it, Brian. Thank you. Yeah, it does. It just drives you crazy when stuff like this happens. That if you, I I, I get the feeling. That if you lined, judging by the text line and, and his phone call, and I'm sure you know the rest of the phone calls that are going to come in on this, that if you lined up a thousand people in a room and gave them the facts of the case, that like 999 of us would all be going, yeah, it sounds like attempted murder to me, and yet an entire grand jury, a room full of people, says, nah, you know, reckless endangerment, a misdemeanor. Because he came within a hair's breadth of crashing a plane. Wow. Pardon me. Nick is uh, somewhere in Missouri, and we'll find out where just a minute from now. Hello, Nick. How's it going? Hey, going well. What's on your mind? Man, what I don't get is this. Why did he get charged of of a low-level felony for the plane, but only a misdemeanor for the human life? For the people. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I didn't even thought about that. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, obviously the plane's more important than the people, right? Right. Oh, man. That's an excellent point. Nick, thank you. Um, <laughs> I, I guess the only thing that I can think that would make that make sense is that maybe the reason why endangering an aircraft is a is a, a low-level felony, while you know the reckless endangerment of the people is a uh, is a misdemeanor, is because maybe that takes into account the people. You know what I mean? That, that if you're endangering an airplane, you're probably endangering a lot of people. So make that a felony. But I mean, even that might be a reach because it could be a pilot flying a plane, you know, a cargo plane or something like that. It seems like that same statute would apply, regardless how many people are on board the aircraft. Um, so yeah, <laughs> more reason to look at the law and go, what exactly were we thinking when we did this? All right. I promise you we were going to lighten things up. We'll do that here, uh, in, and talk a little food news because the folks at Taco Bell, I have to give credit where it's due. They, they must have the best PR wing of anybody in fast food. And uh, we've talked before about how entertaining Wendy's Twitter feed is, and it is. I mean, if you don't follow Wendy's, you really should. You'll get at least a good laugh out of it every day or two. But Taco Bell is brilliant at being able to get every move they make reported in the news. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that now public relations, uh, you know, PR statements and things like that are often reported as news when they're really not. But Taco Bell, for uh, however they do it, they are able to get everybody to pay attention to them. So they had a contest over the last few months to bring back a menu item from the past. Because, you know, I mean, they, they made big news a while back when they said, okay, we're getting rid of all the stuff with potatoes. And then the vegetarians went, whoa, okay, that, that's the only stuff we can eat at Taco Bell. Come on. I like the potatoes as well. Oh, yeah. I was not happy when they took that away. Neither was I. But And we kind of predicted. I mean, when, as soon as they did that, that because of the backlash, that probably wasn't going to last long. And it didn't. I mean, they brought them back. Same thing happened with the Mexican pizza. And people just freaked out when they got rid of the Mexican pizza. 
That took a little longer. The potatoes came, didn't potatoes didn't last long. Yeah, the the pizza came back last summer. Yeah, and, and but it was gone Only off for the like menu. a short period of time though. Right, and, and it was gone off the menu for like a year and a half. So now they had this contest, and they were like, "Okay, everybody loves the old Taco Bell stuff, so we'll put a bunch of menu items up, and you tell us which is the one you want back." Sadly. The greatest menu item that ever graced the Taco Bell menu wasn't even an option. It wasn't even on there. The Bell Beefer was not given. Yes, they actually did have a menu item called the Bell Beefer <laughs> many years ago. But that, that wasn't even on there. You couldn't even vote for that one. And it turned out the last two finalists were the Enchirito, which did not win, and the boring double-decker taco, which did. Now, I don't think it's bad. I mean, have you ever had one of the double-decker tacos? I'm not. I'm more of a quesarito guy, but they took that off the menu, too. That's gone, too. Right, exactly. So uh, they keep getting rid of all the good stuff. The Enchirito is really good, by the way. I don't think I've ever had that one either. Yeah, that's been gone for a bit. And that's probably, that is likely why the double-decker taco won, because a lot of the other stuff had been off the menu for so long that a bunch of people didn't remember it. Um, what the double decker taco is, is a regular Taco Bell taco, not the Doritos one, but just the regular hard shell taco with uh, taco meat and lettuce and cheese. And then around that, they take a soft shell taco and smear uh, the the beans over it, the refried beans, and then kind of fold that over the the hard taco. So that's where the double decker thing comes from. It's fine. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just kind of boring. Can you see my mouth watering <laughs> from the other side of the glass here? You, it's that lunch You hour. want your double-decker taco back, huh? I'm wanting something. I'm it, getting hungry. Yeah, no kidding. Um, yeah, so it won. It got – now, I guess this is also something that's a little bit heartening anyway, is it didn't even get – it got a plurality of the vote. It did not get a majority. I think it was like 36% of the vote ended up going for the, uh, uh, the double-decker taco the USA Today article I have in front of me says Taco Bell enthusiasts last enjoyed the double-decker taco in 2022 when it was chosen over the 1970 Enchirito during an in-app voting contest. See, to me, it's it's all about the Bell Beefer first. If, if you don't know from the Bell Beefer, again, it's been gone for a very long time. It's effectively a taco meat sloppy joe. Okay, so it's, it's on a hamburger bun. Um, and you get the taco meat and then lettuce and tomato on top of that. So that's, I guess, what makes it a little different from a sloppy Joe. But it's got the taco meat instead of just, you know, sloppy Joe is usually just like, uh, what, tomato sauce, right? So it's taco seasoning and all of that on a burger bun, loose meat, and then lettuce and tomato on top of it. And it was fantastic. It it was not what I thought. Like, I'd never heard of it. Yeah. So well, I was it, guessing what it was Like in my I head. said, big was not for a guessing long time. this. Um, yeah, I would devour 12 of those, absolutely. <laughs> Easily. Yeah. You should just do like a, a a McRib sort of thing and just bring something back Ooh. every once in a while. Yeah, you right. You know what I mean? Just every year have one thing that'll be there for like, you know, right. September, October or It doesn't whatever. have to be like a seat, like the Shamrock Shake is a seasonal thing. Yeah. You know, I don't think the McRib is a seasonal thing. It, I can't it think was, of... It was for a while, and I think now it's just one of those, yeah, we'll have it every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. I can't think of any other places that do... Something like that other than McDonald's. Yep. <laughs> text line is all over it going, no, we want the Enchirito. <laughs> yeah, our text line is uh, Enchirito has now become the Barabbas of this story. Um, give us the Enchirito. So, yeah, uh, congratulations. You got the double-decker taco back. Uh, I don't know how long 
I don't think this is a permanent thing, uh, but at least for the time being, they said guests can also order the Double Decker Taco Supreme, which adds diced tomatoes and reduced fat sour cream for $3.69. I like the idea of it being a fan vote. Yeah. They're like maybe once a year, the fans get three options to choose from. Mm-hmm. You make the pick. It wins the vote. It's there for a month. Yeah. And then they they toss it again oh, until I, the next year. I think that's genius. Why can't we do marketing <laughs> for Taco Bell? Hire us. I know, right? If, um, I, and when it comes to the stuff that's gone, I mean, I've said before, the day that McDonald's got rid of the breakfast uh, bagels, was mm-hmm. was a dark day in human history. <laughs> that was just that was awful because the steak one was great. They because they, they, I think they had three different ones. There was a steak, egg and cheese, and then what else? I don't even remember because I only ordered I only ever ordered the steak one. It was great. I mean the bagel was huge first of all, um, and so between that and boy, the, what were the wraps that McDonald's had? The the chicken snack wraps. That's what they Ooh, were. Yes, those things. Fantastic. Um, and the the cool thing about the the chicken snack wraps is you could get the the grilled chicken ones. Mm-hmm. So you didn't necessarily have to get like nasty fried food all in you. I mean, I did because <laughs> it's great. Uh, but yeah, that that and um, yeah. As far as Taco Bell goes, the only other one that that I remember they used to call it the Cholito, and then they found out that that's a slang term. Um, and, and not, not a nice one. So they changed it from Cholito to chili cheese burrito. And that was around for a while. Uh, but I think they got rid of that one too. Cause I haven't, I, I don't know. I don't go to Taco Bell that much and it's cause they keep getting rid of all the stuff that I like, but we used to, the Cholito used to be a buck. I used to be a big fan of the cheesy potato burrito. Yeah. And then they got rid of the burritos. Yeah. Uh, or they, not the burrito. They got rid of the potatoes. What's the cheap one that has the rice in it? That's like the quesarito. Is it, well, or at least that's okay. the one that I used to get, and then they got rid of it. Yeah, and there was one too that had Fritos in it. Ooh, yeah, that was good. Um, that was some good eating right there. If you couldn't tell, I'm not very much a Taco <laughs> Bell connoisseur anymore. Yeah, well, see, I can't recollect the, the place menu. where I worked before I came here. We had one right down the street, so frequently oh, sure. we would all pool our money and and go and just wreck the Taco Bell dollar menu, and and bring back bags and bags of stuff, let and everybody me, just kind of yeah. Let me tell you, it's so nice coming from a small town where you have nothing to coming to Kansas City and then asking somebody. <laughs> Where do you want to eat? And then they go, well, what do you have? Yeah. And then you're like, well, how much time do you have? Everything. We have everything here. It's it's fantastic. Yeah. It's one of the reasons why I love living specifically where I live, like where my house is. Oh, man. So many options. Everything is there, including one of my favorite barbecue restaurants that I've ever been to in my life. Uh, And yeah, I mean, go figure there'd be a good barbecue joint in the Kansas City area. But still, I've said I've raved about Blind Box. I don't know how many times that place is just over the top good. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's right there. Every fast food in the world. We've got a great Mexican place, a pretty good Chinese. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. And I just I haven't been to Taco Bell. And so I've probably gone once or twice since my time living here for the last year and a half. At this point, just because there are so many options. Gotta love it. Why would I want to go to Taco Bell? Three nights in a row if I can go get something else. Yeah. We'll do some more talking just ahead. Well, because it's Taco Bell, man. That's why. That's a good point. 913-586-7798. John Grayson here with you, calling alongside, and plenty more on the way on 981 KMBZ.
Coming up on 1 o'clock, which means we got just over an hour left to go in the show today. Uh, do want to remind you, we have a, a special conversation that we're going to revisit at the bottom of next hour. We'll tell you more about that in just a minute or two. But before we do, let's go right to the phones and bring in Jacob in Platte City. Hello, Jacob. Hey, John. What's so, Jacob? Oh, not much. The uh, I love Taco Bell when they cater to us pores. <laughs> they have gotten a little pricey lately, yeah. Just a little bit, but I, I, I will say I am glad they brought the Mexican pizza back because killing that off with a travesty. Yeah. But, but these days, I prefer to support my local taco truck. Now, I'll give a little shameless plug here. Um, my, my local taco truck right up here in Platte City is Urban Street Taqueria. Brian in there is a super good dude. You go in there, you can get four street, or, uh, three street tacos for like 10 bucks. I, I sent nice. a picture of them yesterday. But they're to die for. Well, you can you can also get a uh, this big old quesadilla too, and it's ten bucks. Yeah, and it'll fill you. It'll fill you up. And of course, Taco Tuesdays four tacos for ten bucks. There's a guy that lives around the corner from me who runs a taco truck. And the only reason I know this is because I see it parked out in front of his house all the time, uh, you know, in his driveway. And I just, uh, I'm going to have to find the name of it again because I desperately want to know. I have no idea where he goes. You know what I mean? Where, like where he parks the truck. And it, it just looks so amazing. And there's nothing better than a good taco truck. So you know, one of these days oh, yeah. I'll figure out where his, where his corner is. So the, one of the good things about doing what I do, driving a concrete truck for a living, is going around uh, is when I'm at different job sites and you can figure out what ethnicities at most construction sites and those trucks um every now and then will come around to the job site and sometimes i will just happen to be there <laughs> nice and i will get me a nice order of tacos or a burrito and a pineapple burrito a boy all right love it jacob thanks man um yeah that's that's one thing I've, I've hammered on this so many times that we just need we need more food trucks just in general we need more food trucks around here but yeah the few that that i have seen up and running there's the one barbecue truck that's always uh at uh i think it's neiman and, and 75th and then i see the guy around the corner with the taco truck but i don't know where he goes when he cooks I guess I could just, you know, knock on his door and ask him, but <laughs> that's that's gone poorly in the past. So uh, we'll leave you this hour with a quick story out of Atlanta, Georgia, where a guy hopped on the bus. A 28-year-old man is now charged with stealing the bus. He hopped on a MARTA bus, which is just their regular, you know, city bus, on his way to Stone Mountain. But the bus driver told him, hey, you don't have enough money. So he stole the bus. The driver got off the bus and called for help while the while the uh, the suspect drove to Stone Mountain Park, but stopped on the way to drop off one of the other passengers at Waffle House. You know, because priorities, man. Another hour left to go. Stay with us. John Grayson here with you on 98.1 KMBZ. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. 
Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.